Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's- yeah, hello everyone. Welcome back. SENSA. It's our podcast. Mark Bickley's here in Studio Lumo. He had no sleep last night. Mm. 11.30. Yeah, Unbelievable like- from you. That is just... How do you do that? That That's the time when you start looking at the time you have to wake up going, okay, well, if I fall asleep right now, I get five hours sleep. Yeah, it was just under five. I reckon I was up at 4.30, so oh. uh, 11.30 to 4.30. Oh, unbelievable. Well, what we wanted to do, we went for a walk last night down to Jetty Road and hung out in Mosley Square. Do you hold hands? No. Are you a hand holder with your wife? Not particularly. Okay. Hmm. Um, but the... It was a magnificent night. Great sunset. Had a wine and bite to eat. Are you romantic? Not particularly. Will you walk on the jetty and pash her? (laughs) No. Okay. I wouldn't have thought so. Um, (laughs) And my two kids who should be, um, should act a little bit older, they end up running through that sort of water fountain sort of, you know, the water that sprays up out of the thing. They're kids, mate. Let them be kids. Exactly. Yeah, so they did that. They got saturated. Did you do that? No. I'm not a kid. Oh, so what... I've enjo- had experience, but... What enjoyable things do you actually do in life? You don't hold your wife's hand. You don't pass her. You don't run through water fountains. What do you do that's enjoyable? Lots of things. Come in, spend time with you, spend time with my family. But I'm just saying, I was mm. enjoying watching them okay, run through good. a fountain and, um, yeah, just having some food and drink. That was nice. What'd you eat? Uh, we had some Mexican. Oh, Taco Tuesday! <laughs> yeah, so that was a bit of fun. And there was we like people watching. There was just people everywhere down yeah. at Glenelg. And we thought to ourselves, like, if we were, in, we were in Melbourne the other week and we were sort of commenting around uh, on a Monday or a Tuesday night how many people were around the place and it was a good atmosphere. And then last night, Tuesday night, we sort of said, well, if we were in Melbourne, we would say, oh, look, how good's this on a Tuesday night? How many people are around? But it was, yeah... It's just great. Nice. You know nice what I weather. reckon we should do? What should we do? You know, we were talking yesterday about Sauce Jacobs being the coach of the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I reckon we should get Rory Lehman in here, who does Eagles radio. He's a listed player at Woodville West Torrens and ask what he's looking forward to about what the Sauce could bring. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Hey, Rory! 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 Come here! Yeah, come in. Come in. You reminded me of um, <laughs> Will Ferrell. <laughs> Ma! The meatloaf! <laughs> All right, we'll just chuck him on Nathan okay, Buckley's microphone. Yeah, chuck him on. Hey, Rory, go on the microphone three there. We're just recording our podcast intro at the moment, so we're live. Don't swear. You're not wearing a hat. No, no, I'm not wearing a hat. I'm bald. Um, Rory, sit down. Thank you. Good, mate. We'll just start. Uh, this is a, a Rory you may hear with um, Paul Bonzer on Eagles Radio. So we wanted to ask you, we don't want to um, put you in an uncomfortable situation, but we're just talking about the big source. Uh, being the coach of Woodville West Torrens next year. Um, the, f- for us, we were talking about what he can do with connection, and I was talking about the Woodville West Torrens best and fairest, saying the, the theme of the club is connectivity. So what's it like for a playing group? Because you move into uh, next season with a bit of unknown, but I'm sure there's a fair bit of excitement that one of the club's uh, former players comes back to Montine Kia Oval. Yeah, it is exciting. Um, someone like Sam Jacobs as well has that AFL experience, so he understands the time and effort put into being a professional footballer. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're with the club five, six times a week, you really do need that connectivity with mm. the players because if you're not enjoying it, it's a 
it's a very long time there. So and and that is his one would he is just a super person and um yeah I, I think he'll do that and more and and he will grow into this role. I, I think uh, he hasn't had a lot of coaching experience, so there will take some there'll be some adjustment period, and I'm sure he would understand that. But he's got good people around him. Gavin Colville is going to be really important to him, I would think, and. I just feel like he's one of these guys who um, makes things happen. You know, like he, whatever he touches generally has good outcomes. I know he's been excellent at the Adelaide Football Club in the sort of member and past player liaison role that mm. he's done. He's really brought that sort of group together. So, yeah, I think you should be really looking forward to it. Yeah, and you look at AFL as well, and I know Stephen May kind of touched on it from Melbourne, who thinks that they had the best list. But Collingwood, by the look of it, have the best culture and the best connectivity. There's mm. the key word out of anyone in the AFL and it just proves that you can get the best out of everyone so hopefully we can bring that Mm. um, and yeah we can get the best out of everyone and push for finals again what's your best 2k time trial time (laughs) it was a lot better than 7.34 was that yours oh (laughs) 7.36 what what was it what's your best time Uh, mine was 6.31 and have you spoken to your dad Darren and your brother Jake about the Redbacks (laughs) and how they're going yeah, they keep telling me to stay away from cricket because I can't throw. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> just on the two K as well, mate. Yeah. But, uh, it doesn't help you play footy, so you don't have to worry about that. I didn't. You're gonna be the I best two K runner. I in didn't the world. ask you to come in here and roast me. <laughs> like this is this is inappropriate. So your best time was six thirty one. Six thirty one. Yeah, oh, that's unfortunate. What that was yours? Six thirty. He's lying. <laughs> and we spoke yesterday. Have you ever had to stop during a time trial and take a dump in a bush? <laughs> Like Ryan Fitzgerald did at the Crows. He told us yesterday that he had to do a 5 k and he had to stop at Westlakes. He did a poo in a tree and then kept running and got his PB. <laughs> no, we haven't had that. We've had plenty stop and throw up and no one's ever ducked behind a bush and yeah, taken a turn. That's, that's Can, next level. All right. Well, have a listen to this. Mark Bickley... Uh, <laughs> went fishing once and, <laughs> and he, he left a Chiquito in the water off the site. You need, now, Rory's here and he's, we haven't asked him to come in and no. do this, so you can reward him with the story, please. No, no. What happened was we had, we were going to, I had three, I've got three daughters and they were going to come fishing with us and we were picking them up. Uh, and so I was in the boat and we were waiting for them to come to the boat ramp so we could pick them up. And so I said to my mate, I said, we're going out for four or five hours. What happens if you need to do number two? And he said, well, you've got three options. I can't believe I'm telling this story. One, you can take all your clothes off and jump in the water and just do it. Now, this is in Spencer Golf with his big shark, so that wasn't ruled that attractive. Two, you can hang yourself over the side of the boat and go to the toilet over the side. Or three, he reached down and gave me a saucepan. He said, oh, you can go in the cabin and you can do it in this. And so I thought about it for a little while. So I went with option one. I took off all my kit, jumped in the water and did it in the water and then jumped back in and got dressed again. And it was a really still day. (laughs) It looked like the boat had hit a log. (laughs) That's what happened. The thing wouldn't go away. It was just sitting there. There was no no movement in the water. And it was uh, very embarrassing. Just quick to blame someone else for that one, mate. Well, no, what happened then was like a giant sort of, I think it was a comoran or some giant bird came down and went, Oh. <laughs> landed on it like a piece of driftwood alright well Rory thank you very much for your time <laughs> and Bix thank you for that enjoy yeah, the podcast see you later bye <laughs>
Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! And a very good morning to you on this Wednesday, the 11th of October, 2023. is almost gone. It's almost see you later. Mark Bickley, we're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And thanks to Tire Power, save big time on selected Kumo tyres. Hello, how are you? I'm very well. How are you, Jared? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad today. It was a big day yesterday. Nathan Buckley in the studio yesterday, and we had a, a huge day. We've got a big day today as well because we are going to be chatting all things Cricket World Cup. You would have just heard in the news the highest ever run chase has been successfully executed. I've got a, a theory on this, and it was sort of formed across the weekend when we saw South Australia and Tasmania both make... 400 plus or South Australia made 398. The rise of T20 cricket mm-hmm. and you can make 220 overs, it expands the boundaries now. Like if we, if, if you can make a big score in 20 overs, you know, well into the high 100s, why can't you go the same way, go hard just as early in 50 over cricket? So all of a sudden you used to think, you know, like your first 15 overs when the restrictions, you'd go hard, then yep. you'd slow down and you'd push them all around the place. Now, T20 is just revolutionising what we're doing. It makes us think that where the boundaries are are now different. So I think that record will be broken regularly from sort of now on going Mm. forward. I agree with you. Uh, Brad Sunderason is going to join us to talk about uh, Australia's chances. We face South Africa next. We'll also speak to Gemma Houghton from Yardapulti who are going to be playing this weekend in the AFLW. It would be very nice to speak to Gemma. Oh my god! Sorry, I just um, I just coughed. Then you no, probably no. heard that. You really blew my eardrum out. Well, I'm 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 in a bit of strife. I'm not sick, but I'm in full recovery mode. Why is that? Because after happened? looking at you and Bucks yesterday, mm-hmm. which was essentially a demo, a trial run for. Uh, Bucks and Bix for breakfast for 2023, 24. We're just negotiating if I'm moving to Melbourne or if he's moving to South Australia. Mm. Um, well, I felt very unfit. <laughs> I felt <laughs> like... You're I, the I, fittest out of all of us. You actually, you can actually run still. I questioned my life choices and I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? Because we're talking about mm. trade. We're talking about draft soon and... Uh, yesterday on the podcast, we had a discussion about your fastest time that you ran in um, a time trial for the Crows. <laughs> and Fitzies. There's a story on the podcast. If you haven't listened to it, listen to the start of it. Exclusive. There's, yeah, we can't repeat it here right now. Mm. But there is certainly an incident that happened in a, a Crows preseason run yes. where Ryan Fitzgerald... Caught short. Yeah, he did something but still managed to get a personal best time. It was unbelievable. <laughs> so it involved... Darren Jarman, it involved Nigel Smart and uh, Rhett Biglands as well. So it's a very <laughs> funny story. So have a listen to that. But I got home yesterday and I had about four hours sleep because I did the Port Adelaide Best and Ferris the night before. Can I just say, mm. uh, getting rave reviews from everyone that I've spoken to that's been there. I, I've noticed your phone uh, buzzing a little bit. You've got messages from players, officials saying they love the job you did. So well done. Well, thank you. That's very kind. Um I didn't really eat anything yesterday 
so I then decided mm-hmm. to um, go up to the Oval near my house. And this is where Port Districts kind of used to be on Swan Terrace in the Port Adelaide area. So the Maggies yeah. were there for a little oh, bit yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, another one. Um, Behind the uh, the athletics. Yeah, uh, around that area, yeah. around that area. I, I wanted to see how I would go in a 2K time trial. Oh, yes, how did you go? Well, I don't know. I think I did okay. But this is why I'm going to throw it to you to see mm. how I went. Because I'll, I'll break it down for you. So I, I went there. I did a little bit of a warm-up. And the, yeah, AFL players, can you talk to me about where that's kind of at? For a lot of the AFL players and the draftees now, yeah, we were talking yesterday about the, the world record when it comes to marathon runners. of Kelbert Kipton, he uh, ended up doing an incredible run. Uh, he beat the previous mark by 34 second. Um, he was amazing. So he was averaging, what, three minutes something Ks yeah. for 42 of them. Mm. 321, did we say? So? Yeah. So what's the what's the AFL kind of at? If, when you were doing all 2K time trials, where do you kind of need to be? Yeah. So we, we used to do 5K time trials yep. and, and I think we might have done some 3K time trials. But anyway, it, it varies a little bit. But I know, let's use um, Riley Thilthorpe yes. as an example because he's a bit of a marvel because he's running either right on six minutes or just above, you know, 6.05 or 6.02 or yep. 6.08, something like that, if not six minutes. So this is a guy who's 200 centimetres, so he's effectively running just over three-minute kilometres, which is a is a cracking clip. And then you've got a lot of midfielders should be in that really low six-minute bracket. Okay. Uh, probably got Mark Blitzarbs, who's probably doing it in... 5.30, I don't know. He's, he's a bit of a, he's a steeplechaser. Well, I'll tell you what the record in the AFL is at the what moment. Is... So in 2020, uh, young Brisbane Lion, Harry Sharp, mm. um, he holds the best time in history when it comes to since this has been recorded draft for, camp? for draft camp. Okay, yep. So he holds the best time since the 2K time trial was introduced in 2017. It sits 20 seconds quicker than the next best result. Wow. Uh, and his time was five minutes and 28 seconds. 5.28. 5.28. And so he's 20 2K. seconds quicker. So there's still people doing it 5.48. Like some... So Cooper Hamilton, who was uh, a 2021 he's, draftee. He's the uh, GWS uh, social media uh, guru. Yes, 5.48. Wow. Um, back a few years ago, Jay Rantel, who was uh, was at Norwood, Norwood, Norwood yeah, Premiership Norwood, Place, exactly. spent some time at Collingwood. Yes. 5.50. Finn McGuinness, 5.51. Wow. So they're just epic. You can see um, why Finn McGuinness is a good tagger. He's got a big tank. Josh Ward was 5.57 um, and Josh Fay was 5.59. Josh so, Fay from Giants. Yes. Mm. So I, I'm i 39, almost 40. So I, mm. I still put a little bit of pressure on myself. So in the 2K, I ended up doing in 7.43. Wow, that's good. So 7.43 is averaging 3 minute 50Ks. Yes. But if you think about it, 7.43 is almost two minutes slower mm. than these kids that, you know, five, what was it? 5.28 is a decent time to run 1K in and these kids are doing it <laughs> for two. Yeah, well, this is this is their livelihood. They train really hard for yeah. it. They, they devote themselves. They, they're young. Well, then you think about the way that, that bodies composed and the way that my body is and... Um, coincidentally, I was talking to Dan Menzel yesterday, and Dan yes. Menzel said that that's a that's a time that around a Tom Hawkins who's been in the news would run. The Your one time? that I did, mm. 
Yeah, I, I reckon. But he's got a lot more weight to carry around than I do. Yeah, and there, and there's some of those are specialist positions. So I reckon the cutoff there, there wouldn't be too many people running over eight eight minutes. Yeah. Um, and I know that uh, maybe a couple of years back. <clears throat> when Adelaide had that sort of issue with their pre-season, a couple of guys came back who weren't great runners and were over eight minutes. Mm. And so that caused some concerns. But look, by and large, if you're playing in the midfield, you've got to be, you've got to be under 6.20, I would think. And, that, and, and even other positions like, you know, like you think about Ed Langdon on the wing and, you know, even still side bottom, the way he must prepare, you know, he's doing it at both ends. He's, he's marking... Toby Green's ball on the the goal line and saving the prelim final, and then you know a week later he's kicking the winning goal in the grand final. So, but know, Mark, you're missing what I said. So Dan Menzel has indicated to me that I'm on par with Tom Hawkins. Tom Hawkins is questioning his future at Ge- uh, Geelong. Mm. So maybe it I'll, could I'll, be a straight swap. Just, Tom Hawkins to Sen so Jay much, Walsh to I, the Cattery. I, I hope this isn't. Too personal. How much do you weigh? Um, it's a very personal question. I'm around ninety kilos okay. and around six four in height. Yeah, so not not dissimilar in height to Tom. But I've just got no muscles. But what I'm saying muscle. is, if you were to carry, mm. um, so what do you need? Ten kilos. So maybe you know two of those five kilo dumbbells. Yeah. And now do the two k. How do you reckon you'll go? Yeah, and, and the other be tougher, and I can't kick a footy. Yeah, or that's catch the it. other thing. Yeah, so there's <laughs> the other problem. So for the first two k of the game, I'd be able to, you know, uh, Sam Taylor. I'd just run him around yeah. for the first seven minutes of the game. And then I'm cooked like I am today. But here's the other thing: Tom Hawkins can't do radio, so we can't do the straight swap. But he can't sit in your chair. It's pretty easy what I do. Just on Tom Hawkins. You know how we went across to the grand final. I was walking. No, I didn't. You did. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. On on the grand final morning, uh, my boys wanted to go in and watch the long kick competition. Oh yeah, yeah. Over the Yarra. Yeah. So Brendan Favola jumped, jumped into in, that. Yeah. Is he still alive? Because that's disgusting in there. <laughs> he was great. Eddie Betts was awesome on Fox Footy. It was it was a great fun. Um, but we, as we so we decided we we stayed at. Uh, Albert Park, which isn't far away. It's probably about a 2K walk into the city. So it was a nice morning. So we thought we'd walk in. And so there we are walking in. There's hardly anyone in the parklands walking past the Shrine of Remembrance down St. Kilda Road. And then this giant person on a scooter. Yes. With a helmet on comes buzzing past. It's Tom Hawkins. I love that. <laughs> to seeing, but it's funny seeing. My, t- my two sons' eyes and they fell out of their head. No, they... but you see footballers and celebrities in their natural habitat and it's a really <laughs> weird thing because you're like, you're not supposed to do normal people things. If you like, if you see Travis Boak at the supermarket, you go, nah, mate, you're not supposed to. Do we sing Never Tear Us Apart here? What about this text message this morning? And I love this. Thanks to Morn Team Care for family cars at Port Adelaide. <laughs> Boys, old story. Uh, Byron Pickett when he got Do you want de- me to read it? Yeah, please, you read it. Byron Pickett when he got delisted from Melbourne came back to play at the Port Adelaide Magpies. He did a three k time trial at St Michael's Oval. He did it in twenty plus minutes, the highest three k time recorded at the Port Magpies. I'm back. I'm back. Wow. Well, but once again, he had other. He had another set of skills that were quite unique. He could kick it. He could. He could run into people as well. He was. Uh, it's quite a. It's quite a lengthy. Three case though for, for yeah. Choppy, but it's that's the start. That's his starting point. Yeah, I bet you would have came come in from there. Don't worry. 
And his, uh, the other thing is, like, for the way that Byron played, his explosive speed, too, at that mm. point. So over over 20 metres, he was a power electric. Yeah. yeah. i never forget the 98 grand final. There was a ball in between uh, Byron Pickett and Darren Jarman, and they were both running flat out in the opposite directions to each other. And the ball almost becomes secondary. They both looked up, saw each other. So Darren quite smartly thought, you know what, if I put my head over it, I might get killed here. So they both just looked at each other and ran into each other. I love that. And they, they literally hit and then bounced backwards off each other. It was like, um, yeah, like two trains colliding. It was quite amazing. Uh, big show today. As we said, we will chat to one of our mates, Brad Sunderason, uh, and mate, Fair Dinkum, internet without the fuss. And of course, we want to hear from you. Our number to give us a call is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. That is the number you can call. Hello. Hello. So, Big how does this work, please? Well, what we want to do is you want to engage people early on in the show. Please give us a call. Tell us what you are thinking. What is on your mind? What's taking up your brain space, your grey matter? And uh, yeah, ring and talk to Jared and myself. And if you do that, you win a prize. Yeah, it doesn't have to be sports related. We just want to hear your voice and know what you're up to this morning. Why are you awake? Um, we have a $100 Archie's footwear voucher. Archie's song, so comfy you'll never take them off. This is a $100 voucher to give away. So you've got to call us right now, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. A couple of texts coming through, which we love. Uh, pick three compo pick to north is ridiculous. If Dusty moves to the Gold Coast next year, I assume Richmond will get the entire top 10 next year's draft. Jackson Mead to Geelong is someone's suggestion. This is all from Callum. And he's asking you, Jared, have you thought of a quince treat? I had a quince tree in my last house, actually. Oh, yeah? Mm, makes good good uh, jam, but they do drop on the ground and go rotten very quickly. Well, we've got a fig tree, and I find that there's a lot of birds that oh, get into the tree. You could have brought some fig jam in for, for bucks yesterday. Oh, wow. Would you have said that to him if you were sitting next to you? <laughs> no way! <laughs> Unbelievable! I'm still intimidated by having a look at the photo of him. Um, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Give us a call right now. Get on the air. You get the prize. What about this? 31 degrees today. Oh, 31 feels degrees like already. today. I should have worn another T-shirt and I've got the long sleeve shirt on today. I think what we should do each day when we do the weather is attach it to a football player. Okay. So instead of saying it's 31 degrees today, it's going to be Barnaby French today. Really? Yeah. Whew, I hope we never get to Sean Wren. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> right, give us a buzz. It's SENSA. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 21 minutes past six on SENSA Breakfast. Uh, we have lots of prizes to give away today, including um, a night stay at the Hotel Grand Chancellor Adelaide. Kicking goals with Grand Chancellor Adelaide's free extras. We will get you to guess who's in the lobby very soon. We're also here. Thanks to more Team Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide Bix. I want to give a very special shout out this morning to Amanda Jade Wellington. So the SA Scorpions have started their yes. home matches in the WNCL yesterday with her first wicket for the Scorpions became the leading wicket taker for South Australia in WNCL history. So that is incredible for AJ Wellington. That is some of the good stuff. You can get on the road faster, 13, 27, 27. And she's absolutely brilliant. I have never seen someone with a bigger Pokemon collection as well. She's obsessed with Pokemon. Really? Yep, and an amazing cricketer too. So, so remember the craze? 
um, probably a decade ago where Pokemon Now or Pokemon, Pokemon Go, Go where, everybody yeah. was meeting at Semaphore and walking around like they were zombies. Exactly, looking for a, a, a some sort of figure out in the Yeah, she loved it. And people walking on the roads and... Ridiculous. I know. I, my, my wife and I walking the dog. That, try explaining that to, to your parents. It's unbelievable. I know, mate. It's it's a different world we live in right now. Look, uh, we do something every morning that sounds like this. Hello. Hello. Yes, indeed. Uh, we've got Tony who's joined us from the Gold Coast. Hey, Tony, how are you? How you going, boys? Yeah, really well. What do you want to talk about this morning? Oh, just um, all these people going on about this. Pick three compensation kick. They got to learn what the system is. I mean, what we got to remember is Buddy Franklin years ago got went for pick nineteen. He was obviously going to be the highest paid player at Sydney, but Hawthorne finished first, so they got exactly what North Melbourne got—a pick straight after their first deal. Mm, that, that's exactly right, and it's the same as uh, James Frawley. Melbourne got picked three, I reckon. Well, it might have even been two when um, James Frawley went to the Hawthorne Footy Club. And because Melbourne were right down the bottom, you get the pick directly after your pick. So if you finished last, you can get one and two. If you finished second to last, you get two and three. So that's how it works. Can, well I, can I throw a question to you both, to Tony and to you, Bix? Why do compensation picks need to exist? Like, literally, why? Like, again, I'm coming from a point of view where I, I, I like a lot of American sport. Mm. If a player is a free agent and they decide to go to a different club and the, the club that uh, they are leaving can't hold on to them, just be better. Yeah, well, that's, that's a valid point. But the reality that the AFL could have faced is North Melbourne are rubbish and they finish 17th and they lose their best player. He's not, but he could have been their best player. And then they've spent seven years investing in him and he walks out the door for nothing. And if that happens over a period of time, you cannot get ahead. And the big thing about... Does that give clubs, though, the uh, uh, almost an out? So to not, <clears throat> to not look internally and go, how can we be better and create a better environment for our players well, to stay? But, well, I would say to you, do you think that Alistair Clarkson, when he arrived at North Melbourne, said, I reckon things are pretty good here. We don't have to change much. No. I think he's looking inwardly all the time. I think when clubs don't perform for an extended period, they change the regime and new people come in and they try to improve it. So the the, the big worry was all the good players would leave the bottom teams because they can't win a flag and they'd go to the teams that are close to winning a flag and you'd see this um, migration of talent to the top teams all the time and the top teams will stay up the top and the worst or the, the poorer teams will stay down the bottom. At least this time we are seeing a lot of the the free agents go to a bottom club or, or, mm. or a lower rank club, which is, more a, cash. which is a good thing. So that hopefully brings them up to speed quicker because last year when we had two teams that had two wins between them at one stage, that, that distorts the competition. What do you think about that, Tony? Oh, look, I don't think it's a perfect system. And in the end, clubs will always find a way to try and um, manipulate the system. Um, but it's a system that we've got. I sort of agree with Vicks. I mean, it's designed to help this, the lower-ranked teams to try and even out the competition where players want to, want to leave and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, my, my gripe is people think it's a player versus player system. It's not. It's a money-based system. Mm. And people have got to get 
Thank you, Tony. Um, uh, you've you've caught a first mate, so you've got the Archie's footwear voucher. Archie's thongs so comfy you'll never take them off. I guess also um, a lot of the American teams are privately owned as well, so a lot exactly. of them have endless supply of, of money. But Cash. then there's the – is there the option of if they're not going to award uh, compensation picks, which they're going to. I'm just throwing yeah. some ideas out here. Um if the, the player has a good relationship with the club, maybe they can look at that sign and trade where the, the team signs them and then trades to actually get well, them Well, sometimes there's some goodwill. Patrick Dangerfield was exactly. a free agent, so he decided to be traded, so Adelaide were compensated. They were yeah. compensated with Dean Gore, weren't they? No, no, Dean Gore was added into uh, another pick, which I think they ended up with Wayne Miller. I okay. I think it might have been. Um, one other thing, an idea that, that I have... And we've floated this before, but it's because it's maybe it's uh, Trey Week. It might also uh, be worth discussing again. Is North Melbourne have to pay at least ninety five percent of the salary cap? West Coast have to pay ninety five percent of the salary cap. Now you could look at some of those teams down the bottom. West Coast slightly different because they've got a lot of older players. But in the coming years, they are going to have a very young list when McGovern and you know Hearn's gone and, and Jack mm-hmm. Darling goes and all those players that are on lots of money. Nat Nui's now gone. He was a million dollars a year. Shuey's now gone. He was on big dough. As their, their list demographic comes down, try paying out 95% of whatever the salary cap is, yeah. $13 million. There are a lot of people on that list getting paid well above what they've earned. So what it means is the premiership team, which is uh, – think about Richmond or in their heyday um, and also Brisbane at the moment. They've got, how many stars do they have? And how many – that's all got to be spread amongst the same, same players as what North Melbourne or West Coast have got. What I think you could do is um, a couple of things. One, you could use that salary cap – to employ, if you spend it on your football department, so employ more coaches, more development yep. coaches, better coaches to quickly get them up to speed. The other one is you can sell salary cap space to one of the top teams for a draft pick. So that gets you an extra draft pick. It might get you up the order. It gets you better quality of players. And what you're doing for that, you're giving away salary cap space. So A. Collingwood might be able to continue to pay still side bottom or, or Scott Pendlebury for another year. I like it, Mark Bickley. We're in studio, Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Uh, just quickly, a text coming through on 0427154166. This is from Zach. Played under-11s cricket with AJ Wellington and won a flag together. Always an amazing talent. Was better than all the boys from a young age. So good on her. We love that. That is the good stuff. If you're moving house, use the team that's easy and affordable. Budget car and truck rental. 13 27 27. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Just after 6.30 on SENSA Breakfast, we're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Before we head to the news and come back with our sports update, Bix, another text, 0427 154 a lot of love coming in for AJ Wellington. Um, Brett says, I reckon a man of Jane Wellington turns the ball as much, if not more than the late, great Warney. Go, Amanda, go the Scorpions and go the Strikers women. Women's cricket, SA rocks. We have so many star players. It's awesome. It's a very good text there from Brett, who's in the running to win that Signet Boost Power Bank. Um, 
the women are doing very well at the moment, and I know the WBBL starting really soon. Saw some disappointing news that the Darcy Brown's going to be out for a little bit with injury, but she's a young superstar, so coming back very soon. Mm. If you get the opportunity to go and check out the Scorpions and, of course, the uh, strikers in the WBBL, make sure you do that. We'll head to our sports update next. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Good morning to you at 21 minutes to 7, going for a top of 31 degrees today. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Massive thanks to Tire Power. You can save big time on selected Kumo tyres. Mark Bickley, what's happening with sport this morning? Give us the update, my friend. Okay, let's start with the, the world game. The UK and Ireland's bid to host Euro 2028 has been formally approved, so that's going to be very good. It's going to be played across uh, 10 different stadia across the five nations, which will host the, the um, what is it, the Euro 2028s in five years' time. So that will be huge. And if you're a soccer fan, uh, you would... Get across there. You would have the best time in the world, I reckon. Oh, my goodness. Can I give a shout-out, too? Because I know the Socceroos are preparing to take on England at Wembley, which is sold out, which is massive. But um, there is some local flavour there from Adelaide United. So uh, former players, Craig Goodwin is going to be playing. Riley McGree is going to be playing. But also, Mohamed Toure has been invited to go on as a a training partner. So essentially what Nestori Irinkunda did uh, last year, he had the opportunity to go and spend some time with the boys. Oh, it was earlier this year. Um, So because Mo's playing in France at the moment, they've got a lot of European-based players, um, the opportunity to go over there. And what an experience too. So Mm. congratulations to Mo. Yeah, and A-League Commissioner Nick Garcia says an Auckland franchise will be a shot in the arm for the competition with the entry of a second Kiwi club. Likely to be rubber stamped by the end of the month. Now, the big thing that this comes along with is a price tag for the license of $25 million. That's the buy-in mm. fee. So that's going to be a massive shot in the arm for the A-League. You would think the Auckland club is due to start in the 2024-25 season where they will have a ready-made rivalry, of course, with the Wellington Phoenix. Uh, and one final one uh, in the world of golf, Adam Scott is returning home with intent Uh, hoping to complete unfinished business were his words during a bumper Australian summer of golf. The former world number one confirmed his entries on Tuesday for both the Australian PGA at Royal Queensland on November 23 to 26 and the Australian Open at the Australian the following weekend. So Scott is among an elite group to have won both Aussie majors, but he wants more. So that is uh, great news for Australian golf to have someone like Adam Scott coming home. And of course, Adam Scott is a Adelaide Crows ambassador, big fan of... Of the Crows. Adam well, there Scott. you go. Uh, before we go into our AFL update, Scout Recycling Centre, 11 locations across South Australia um, on 1300736736. Good morning to you, Annie. Oh, good morning, boys. Um, just wanted to say, oh, what a night. Monday night was. And it was just, oh, it was amazing. It always is. And Walshy, you absolutely nailed it. You were full of humour. You, I think you may have got a, a little bit emotional as well with some of the speeches because it was quite. Um, I had tears running down my my face when TJ um, spoke and Kenny. Um, but I just wanted to say that you were simply incredible. Well, thank you, Annie. It's very kind. I was a bit emotional because I think 
things like those nights, you get to see the players and the staff a little bit differently. We're so familiar with hearing them in the mainstream media where they almost have to put a mask on yeah, and they have stage to... Managed. Uh, yeah, it is very stage managed. So that's a time where, um, you know, it was that was the last commitment that Tom Jonas had as a member of the Port Adelaide Football Club. Mm. And you think about a lot of those departing players, it's a pretty sensitive time. Um, Ken having an opportunity to speak as well. So there was certainly a lot of emotion where it's been, it's been a massive year for the club and mm. ended pretty disappointingly that's a, an understatement but no I think the the feeling was nice there was already emotion in the air as well after the celebration of Jeff Motley's life too so um it was nice Annie and then I saw you at the end and you said I'll call you tomorrow so did you have a big night because we didn't hear from you yesterday no I didn't I um like I stayed at friend's place in town and you know it was probably about twelve thirty or so before I got Sleep and then I didn't sleep very well because I was worried about my alarm going off because I came back to work mm-hmm. yesterday and I only left Adelaide at eight thirty, so I I missed it completely. So um, yeah, so I was in bed very early last night. Hey Annie, can I ask you something? I was on the microphone when I was about to introduce Nathan Buckley and Craig Bradley, and I think a lot of people in the audience were surprised and a bit taken back that they were actually there. Did you know they were going to be on stage or were you like a lot of people and blown away that they would be there? Well, yeah, because obviously um, I knocked off work at 12 o'clock so, uh, on Monday, so I was um, unable to make the, um, the funeral, otherwise I would have been there. didn't know anything about who was there, who spoke or whatever. And then all of a sudden, sudden someone said to me, oh, there's Nathan Buckley. And I'm like, oh, my God, I had a starstruck moment because he was one of my all-time favourite players and I waited very patiently to grab a photo and he um, had a, you know, we had a little bit of a chat. Um, so I was completely blown away and I actually saw Craig Bradley about, I think it was about six or seven weeks ago at a Maggie's, Maggie's game with, um, uh, Ando. So I was lucky enough to get a photo then. So, but to see, um, Bucks was just, um, a starstruck moment for me. Yep. Well done, Annie. Thank you very much for uh, that little update there. And as you mentioned, a great compliment to, my co-host, Jared. Um, we don't need to keep talking about me, by the way, no, but thank you, Andy. That's okay. Uh, I want to talk about Craig Bradley because he is just such a special person. I might have recounted this story, uh, you know, six months ago. But, you know, like, so I know Bradles a little bit because we played some state of origin footy, but I wouldn't say he's a mate or, you know, a great friend. But it must have been last summer, so it's probably you know, seven, eight, nine months ago. But he was down, um, and he mentioned Greg Anderson. They're great mates. And Ando yeah. doesn't live far away from where I live. And we just happened to be, I'd taken the walk the kids down the Jetty Road and we're getting the, an ice cream. And Greg Anderson and, and um, Craig Bradley walked up. They were walking down Jetty Road and they said, we said g'day. And then Ando got dragged away. He was talking to someone. But Bradles hung around and we spoke for about 10 or 15 minutes. And he was just like so interested in what you're doing how you're going talk to the kids for, mm. for a, like just one of god's gentlemen he is just such an amazing guy for and all the stuff that he achieved he um 
he hasn't lost any of his humility at all. What he's just a, a great person. So it doesn't surprise me that he would make himself available to come back for for what was a, a pretty important moment for the Port Adelaide Footy Club. Definitely. Uh, our AFL update is alongside Scout Recycling Centre. Don't throw away cash. Bring your cans, bottles, appliances, and more to a Scout Recycling Centre. Bix, want to play for you a bit of Tom Mitchell, which has made the news over the past twenty four hours. The Collingwood Premiership player. This is on the Ball Magnets podcast where he was talking about when he knew it was time to leave the Hawks. There was a meeting in particular, a game review, and, you know, I chat with Dylan Moore, Finn McGuinness, Will Day, these guys who are some of my good mates still. <laughs> we call it the Tom Mitchell game review where that was the sign sealed delivered. I knew after that meeting I'm, I'm not coming back here next year. Whatever happens, I'm not coming to Hawthorne. There was a game review where there was something like five or so clips of just me, and there was a few that were fair. Like there was one passage of play where as a midfielder we wanted to stay on the defensive side of the stoppage at forward 50 and I got caught on the other side I made a mistake little things like that but I got barreled this meeting all five clips that was the meeting done and I walked out of that thinking are you serious like this is unprofessional unfair from that point onward I I was just I'm not coming back here what's your initial Mm. reactions to hearing that Bix um that's a that to me is uh that takes me back 15 years or 20 years because that's what used to happen and it wasn't when I say used to uh, to not so much to one person five clips of one person but there were individual clips a lot of individual clips that uh, highlighted stuff that people were doing wrong and they were made to feel terrible about it and it was it was horrible you know being highlighted in a meeting but then there's a couple of things that happen in that so in that meeting, how do you reckon Tom Mitchell feels? You can hear it in his voice. Yeah. He's, he's feel, he said he felt crap, he felt worthless, and he knew that he wasn't going to be at the club next year. So there's you're not making people feel valued, are you? That's the first thing. The second thing, the, the game reviews are about learning. And so when that's happening to Tom Mitchell, what are the other 39 people in the room? What do you think they're thinking right now? What would you think they're thinking? Well, I, I've got a different view on this. And oh, I'm, no, I'm trying to answer your question yeah. be, with the, what I'm thinking in mind. I mean, I feel the others would be watching thinking, when is it my turn? That's, that's exactly right. They're thinking two things. First thing they're thinking is, oh, thank God it's not me. Yeah. And then the next thing they're thinking is, oh, what have I done? What, what happened in the third quarter when I think I might have got on the other side of the stoppage? I, I think Did I do that? So in terms of a learning moment, where's their mind at the moment? It's, it's somewhere else. So what generally is, as clubs have moved forward and um, you know, the, the way the reviews are done, you pick out a clip, the best clip that shows the learning you want to do, and you say, look, let's watch number nine here, like, or Sloaney. Let's watch Rory Sloaney. Sloaney, forget about this. This isn't just for you. This is for everyone. And everyone in the room just know that I could have picked – seven or eight clips that, that were similar to this where other people made this same mistake, but this is the one we've got the best vision of and the one that shows mm. it the most clearly. So forget about Sloney for a minute. This is the example I'm using. This is about us on the weekend where we didn't do it well enough. Yeah. Okay. And so you go through the whole thing and everyone's engaged then. What are we taking out of this? And then if it is something that's happening too often, if it is something that's 
you know, that goes against everything you're trying to do, then that's an individual meeting. That's one-on-one sitting in a room talking about how does this happen? How, how yeah. do you get to that spot when you know that is not where you're meant to be? What message does this send to all the other younger players around where it's looking like you're going totally against the team structure because you're trying to get a kick? Those discussions are had in private. That's that's my opinion anyway. It comes across to me that the, the coach or coaches, because no one was named in particular there, so it's not specifically directed at Sam Mitchell. It could have mm-hmm. been some of the other Hawthorne coaching staff that they don't know tom well enough to be able to communicate that because of the way that he responded because as you said using your example of let's say if this was the crows and using rory sloan where he's probably got the emotional intelligence Mm. to receive that feedback knowing he has to take a hit as a leader of the team in comparison to maybe a josh rochelle that might not be ready to Mm. receive that feedback There's also the other side of it that a lot of successful teams over the past 10, 15 years have used, for example, something like leading teams where they've all bought into it Mm. and they've they've said, this is the way that we are going to follow leadership and feedback Mm. where that has worked for some. But if you look at the the Western Bulldogs with Jason Akermanis when he left, Mm. it didn't work with him. So I think you're right in saying that everything's different now when it comes to feedback and leadership. Um, But some people may some people may actually love being put in front of the group Mm. and they may respond to that. Obviously, Tom doesn't and Tom didn't and he's moved clubs. Well, I don't think there's too many these days. Um, I'll give you... The other thing you want to sort of point out is everything's about context. So we don't know the context of this. We don't know Hawthorne's side of it. Exactly. And we don't know this might have been the fifth week in a row you're doing the wrong thing. uh, The the other thing that's happened, and and I've been personally involved with this and, and Blighty was... Could be could be quite abrasive at times with certain players, but the one thing that I remember very early on in the piece, he said, you know, I, I, you know, the the team standards and the 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 structure and the things that I want, I have a really strong belief for how the game needs to be played. And when we step outside them, I need to be really strong on those people. Mm. Um, and he said, so part of it is, if ever you step outside of it, I need to be as strong, if not stronger than on anyone else because then the players will look at you and how you respond to that. And if you respond in the right way, then they think to themselves, well, it's okay if, if he's going to have a crack at everyone and it's fair and it's and it's the captain and he cops it on the chin, well, we'll all do it. But the time that he did it to me, he actually came up to me before the meeting and said, look, I've got a clip of you that I want to show. Yeah, yeah, and, I like and, that. And it's, you know, I'm going to be really tough on you because I didn't like what I saw, but you need to respond in the right way. And so I sort of had this sort of feeling. Yeah, that it was emotionally coming. prepares yeah. you for it, which I think is a, and, a great way. And so, you know, things like that, I think, are quite important as well. To be, you know, if it was sprung on someone, that's pretty harsh. Yep, I totally agree with you. It is seven minutes to seven on SENSA. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And a huge thanks to Tire Power. You can save big on selected Kumo tyres. Uh, next, we have your chance to head to the Hotel Grand Chancellor for a night there, which is absolutely brilliant. You have to guess who's in the hotel lobby, and you'll hear that voice straight after this. 
Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Couple of minutes to seven on SENSA. Uh, we got a Signet Boost Power Bank to give away this morning. It will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. Every text goes in the running to win that. 0427154166. Uh, Mark Bickley, we have our trade update. After the news at 7 o'clock, Nathan Buckley, after speaking with us yesterday, has spoken about the Port Adelaide Football Club. Mm-hmm. We will hear from Kane Corns on Tom Hawkins and plenty more. If you want to have your say, let us know. In the meantime, uh, thanks to the Hotel Grand Chancellor, we have uh, a night for you to stay there. We've stayed there before, together. It was a brilliant night. In opposite rooms, I should just point out. Mm, allegedly. <laughs> We're um, across the... Uh the hallway from each other. Kicking goals with Hotel Grand Chancellor's exclusive SEN free extras deal. So overnight accommodation uh, for two people in a king or twin room, parking for one car, food and beverage credit. This is awesome. We, we were down in Seb's bar just mm. as you walk in on the left-hand side. Cured kangaroo we had. Magnificent, wasn't it? It's very nice. Uh, so if you would like that, all you need to do is guess who's in the hotel lobby. It is a sporting voice. We're going to play it for you. Have a listen. We've seen each other perform well, perform poorly. We'll go through the game and then we'll switch off. And then it's music, talking about the coffee. That's the love cafe. That's the love cafe. <laughs> That's the love cafe. So who do you think that is? one three hundred seven three six seven three. Are we giving any clues? Call us right now. No clues to start off with. I'm going to play it for you one more time. We've seen each other perform well, perform poorly. We'll go through the game. And then we'll switch off. And then it's music, talking about the coffee. That's the Love Cafe. Mm, the Love Cafe is a good clue. <laughs> Never heard of the Love Cafe before. You should visit it. Maybe I should talk about the coffee, the music. It's really my go. It's my <laughs> okay. go-to, the Love Cafe. <laughs> uh, we're going to take your guesses right after the news. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Good morning to you. We've just shocked Mark Bickley. He was out making a coffee, ready to go, and uh, we're back already because we just couldn't get enough of it. I was making coffee for you. I'm here to serve. For both of us? Yeah. You made a coffee yesterday, and it it tasted like water from the Padawalunga. <laughs> it, it looked the same. Too. It was same absolutely color. horrible. I'm not um, sure what happened to the coffee machine over here. No, before we break it down and uh, give you some <laughs> trade news here in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA, we have that night stay at the Hotel Grand Chancellor to give away. Have a listen to who's in the lobby. We've seen each other perform well, perform poorly. We'll go through the game, and then we'll switch off, and then it's music. Talking about the coffee, that's the love cafe. Okay, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We've got a couple of guesses right now. Let's first of all go to Jeff in Parafield Gardens. Jeff, who is your guess? Uh, Max Gorn. Max Gorn from the Demons. It sounds a bit like Max Gorn. Bix also thought it was a bit of Christian Petrarca, but it's incorrect. It is certainly not that. So we're going to continue on until we give this away. So uh, Blake has called in right now on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Who do you think it is, Blake? 
Uh, Adam Zampa. Oh, Zamps. Zampa is incorrect. We're getting closer. Well, let, let me give you a clue, okay? So the clue is this. That uh, bit of audio yes. that sounds like this. We've seen each other perform well, perform poorly. We'll go through the game and then we'll switch off. And then it's music, talking about the coffee. That's the love cafe. Okay. So this person... Mm was in the same room as Adam Zampa. When he says we, he's talking about Adam so Zampa. Close. So on 1300 736 736, Daniel, who's in the lobby of the Hotel Grand Chancellor? Uh, it's the Hulk himself, Marcus Doris. It is. Winner! It is. He's done it. He's a, uh, he's a bit of a guru, isn't he, Stoinis? He is, and he's ready to go for Australia's next game in uh, the World Cup. So, uh, Daniel, thank you so much. Congratulations, mate. You've got a night stay in the Hotel Grand Chancellor. No, cheers, Legends. Uh, that is going to be awesome. And uh, you know what? The Stoinis also spoke about this the other day. He was with his girlfriend yeah, in New walking, York, I yeah, think. Yeah, walking in New York. I saw this. Yeah, and they just had this random photo shoot with a guy who had a million followers and um, just yeah. decided to take photos because they look like a model couple. Yeah, so so this guy, strangely, I um, I follow this guy who takes photos. He literally has got a, he's a world-renowned photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just yeah. walks up to a couple that yeah. might be standing at a cafe or something. He says, do you mind if I take some pictures of you? And he takes these pictures, and they look fantastic. Anyway, so every day they load, you know, a different couple, and sometimes yeah. they're in Europe, sometimes they're in New York or whatever. Anyway, he loaded these pictures up, and I thought, geez, that guy looks familiar. Yeah, and it was the Stoin. <laughs> yeah, and then a couple of days later, there was this article in the paper about Marcus Stoinis being stopped. Marcus Stoinis has history of whenever the Australian team has a team photo, he doesn't smile or he pulls a face. And this is what I think gave Oleg Markov inspiration to hold the hands of his teammates sitting on grand final day on the MCG when Collingwood ran out onto the ground. He was holding the hands of the players next to him for the photo. So um, if Australia managed to uh, continue their uh, form in the World Cup and hopefully win a game um, and win, then you'll be able to see him pulling a face. Thank you so much to the team at the Hotel Grand Chancellor. Kicking goals with their exclusive SEN free extras deal. Book direct for the win. <laughs> You're right there. Do you want me to come and rub you on the back? It's yes. Not, it's normally me clearing my throat, but I'm actually going okay, and you were battling a bit this morning. I'm not sure what's going on with me this morning. It's the 2K time trial I did yesterday. <laughs> I'm serious. You cooked yourself. I've absolutely cooked myself today because of that. You're like Grant Denya in The Amazing Race last night. He he had heat stroke in India. They had to carry him out and take him to the hospital. Oh, really? Yeah. If anyone's well, thanks for that. bringing it. Yeah, well, thanks. <laughs> Didn't realise entertainment reporter Peter Ford's in here right now. So <laughs> no, thanks so much. Um, let's talk about the, the trade. There's a lot to talk about, Mark Bickley. It was almost a quiet day yesterday after Xavier Dersma has requested a trade to Essendon. Um, Tom Duday, we know what's happening there. And that's about it. Yeah, well, let's start off... Um with our friend Kane Corns, who's across the street. He's in Studio Lumo. Uh, because we spoke to JJ yesterday, Josh Jenkins, and he he casually mentioned a couple of days ago about a chat with Tom Hawkins mm. and said they were still a way away from uh, coming to an agreement on what next year would look like. And he floated the idea that he, he may entertain the thought of playing at another club. Well, uh, Kane uh, had an opinion on that. Tom Hawkins is prepared to play somewhere else. No, he's not. Tom, Tom Hawkins isn't going to play anywhere else. Tom Hawkins is going to play at Geelong next year. Tom Hawkins is just saying that because he wants to get paid more 
and he's conveniently leaking it to the media that they're a fair way apart between him and the club. And, and that's fine, but he's played for 18 years, won four premierships, he's kicked 780 goals. He's eight games away from Joel Selwood's club record and he lives on a farm in the area and you're telling me you're happy to play somewhere else for a year, Tom. That is spin. That is rubbish. That's pretty straightforward. <laughs> That's kind of what we all thought. Yeah, exactly right. Um, probably uh, delivered like cold baked beans out of the can there by Kane. I saw that Melbourne had inquired, though, yesterday about the services of Tom Hawkins, which Melbourne are just floating around to see who's available at the moment. But, but sometimes what it does do is it, it does give clubs a little bit of a hurry on. Um, and there was talk of Taylor Walker a couple of years back when Adelaide were umming and ahhing that, that Brisbane were very interested there. And mm. so that just gave them a general nudge to make sure they um, got themselves organised. So it'll, it'll be sorted out. There's no doubt about that. The other um, thing that caught my eye this morning in the paper and there's been some discussion yesterday is around Xavier Dersmer. Now, Xavier Dersmer has nominated Essendon as his club of choice. Uh, we know that Port Adelaide uh, have... Um, Brandon Zerk Thatcher, um, former Sturt player, who is keen to come back to Adelaide and has nominated Port Adelaide. Initially in my head, I had a, a, a worth on Dersma that was higher than Zerk Thatcher, whereas particularly out of Melbourne, many people are suggesting that it's a one-for-one. One. It's yeah. a straight swap. You're a Port Adelaide fan. Are you happy giving up uh, Xavier Dersma and getting a straight swap for Brandon Zerk Thatcher? Absolutely not. No, thanks. Mm. No, I would be wanting a lot more. And it sounds disrespectful to Brandon Zerk Thatcher, but um, Xavier Dersma, if you think uh, the past 12 months, it's been challenging with his body. 18 to 24, I reckon, now. Well, uh, I feel that his worth and his value, and also he's been kind of put in an unfortunate position with um, Xavier Dersma because... He's been sitting on a wing where Ollie Wines now takes that up and Travis Boak's been taking that up position. So um, for him, he's got a lot of other players ahead of him right now. So if he's looking for more time in the midfield, yes. But I don't think Port Adelaide should just give him away. Mm. Um, let's have a listen to what Kane said about Durs' exit meeting with the Port Adelaide Football Club. What led to this, um, what led to his exit was um, his exit meeting at Port Adelaide where... He came in and there's you know, a lot of, there's a good relationship between Port Adelaide and, and Xavier Dersman, but he sat down and he said, look, I'm after more midfield time. Mm -hmm. um, do you see me as a viable midfield option going forward at this club? And, and look, they were pretty honest with him. I think they said, look, we, we don't see you breaking into the midfield. We've got Willem Drew and Connor Rosie and Zach Butters and Jason Horn Francis and Ollie Wines is in there. We don't think you will get in front of those groups. So your best option here is to play on the wing. I don't think he was that happy with that. Um, and they said, well, look, if, if you want to explore some more opportunities through the midfield, it's probably best that you do that at another club. Very mm. direct there as well from Kane. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's good intel. Like that's a, that's a, a conversation that's probably had with five people in the room. So, you well, know, unless Xavier has contacted Kane directly and said, hey, just to let you know, this is what happened in mm. the conversation here, then that's got back somehow. Mm. Or uh, someone from Port Adelaide, Chris Davies or someone has spoken on Trade Radio, but I haven't heard that quote. I think what's interesting is 
I, I can't see Xavier Dersma going to Essendon and becoming a inside mid at Essendon. <laughs> if you've got Dylan Shield, you've got Zach Merritt, you've got uh, Darcy Parrish, amongst others, who run and carry the ball like like Xavier does. I, I think he's a, he's, he's going to be a, a wingman. And the wing has never been more important. And the teams that um, have had success have had, you know, great wingmen who, like Xavier, can get forward and score. Think of Zach Bailey. Think of Steel Sidebottom. Think of Ed Langdon. Th- those players are critically important to teams. And, um, yeah, so I, I just, once again, I'm not sure... Uh, you know, yes, you can build up to becoming a midfield, but he's not. He's. I don't think he's quite built to be that sort of inside midfielder just yet. Get your body right, play some great footy on the wing. You know, continue to build your your size and and explosiveness around stoppage, and then just slowly migrate your way in there. As opposed to saying, I want to do a preseason with the midfield group, and I want to you know be considered for that. Like the other two things uh, about Xavier that I will say, and I know Xavier well enough. Um, to say that he's very close with his family, mm-hmm. very close with his friends as we all are, which I think for him to be closer to them will be great for his mental space as well mm-hmm. as that turns into how he's going to play football. So is football. his sister at Port Adelaide? Yep. Um, <laughs> Left her a shag on a rock. His brother's <laughs> going to go very high in the draft. So there is an opportunity that if Essendon play their cards right, they could try and get his brother. At Essendon. Yeah. I, I had a look at that. I, I think he's probably going to go before Essendon get there. And it's a risky move to nominate a club based on, oh, we might draft your brother. What happens if, I don't know, what happens if West Coast end up with pick two, you know, in the top four and take him and he moves to Perth? Yeah, I, I just think it's, <laughs> it's, more, it's more in-depth than a conversation that, Xavier would have had with the football mm. club about where he's going to and play it, his football. And it always is. And that's yeah. and that's the point I'm trying to make is if he wants to play exclusive midfield, I I don't think that's going to happen at, at too many AFL clubs. And yeah. like I said, I don't think it's going to happen at Essendon either. So it may have been a factor uh, and some factor and that may have been discussed at that meeting, but I don't think that's the absolute reason why he's decided to leave Port Adelaide and go somewhere else. So that's going to be interesting. But but my point is this. Xavier Dersma is a first-round pick, pick 18, yep. uh, has shown that he's absolutely capable. He's had a wretched run with injury. I think Brandon Zirk-Thatcher, Brandon Zirk-Thatcher was a fourth-round pick, pick 66 in 2017. He's a solid defender. I'm not. Is he is he in Port Adelaide's best 22 next year? If if you've got Aaliyah, you've got Asava Radigalia, and you've got Trent McKenzie... Is Brandon Zirk Thatcher playing in your team? You got Ryan Burton there mm. as well. Yeah, it's a great point. And so, then so Darcy Byrne Jones is floating around there too. Yeah, so Zirk Thatcher's a bit bit taller, slightly different player. But what I'm saying is, I, I think Dersma is a first eighteen player mm. at 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 Essendon. I'm not sure Zirk Thatcher is an instant walk up first eighteen player at uh, Port Adelaide. So for that reason, that's why I think that. Port Adelaide need to get a little bit of change back. It's not a direct swap. Okay, I want to put uh, a list manager's hat on you. I know you don't like wearing hats because you've got a beautiful half haircut at the moment. <laughs> it's almost finished and a great rinse through it as well. Um, so um, after this, I want to ask you about Orazio Fantasia um, because the Crows are experiencing something similar maybe with James Borlase right now. So there's a couple of players who are in almost a little bit of limbo right now. Mm. So I want to have a chat to you about that. We'll also hear um, from the experts regarding that alongside Mark Bickley. Thanks to More Team Care. For family cars at Port Adelaide, it's 16 past seven. 
Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Warm Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 21 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Uh, Barat Sunder Race, and we're going to speak to very soon about the Cricket World Cup. We'll do that after 7.30. Quick picks also this morning. Mark Bickley and Gemma Houghton from Yardapulte from our AFLW side, or one of them, the Crows, top of the table at the moment. So Yardapulte looking to get a win this season. Um, a brilliant celebration of Indigenous Australians as well. Yardapulte, they'll be named this weekend, and then um, the Port Adelaide football club continuing on for the rest of the season okay so a couple of texts coming through we're right in the middle of talking about trade zero four two seven one five four one double six michael says that brandon Cirk thatcher plays in front of trent mckenzie uh, darcy burn jones hasn't played back since round three and he'll never play back again it's from michael um, i just gotta turn your mic on yes, sorry please sorry uh, about that I think it's touch and go. I think Trent McKenzie fit and firing. Look, eventually, Brendan Zirk Thatcher will spend a number of years at Port Adelaide and Trent McKenzie's getting towards the end. So this is a bit of a move, not just for this year, but going forward. But I, I, I don't know. I think uh, Trent McKenzie's become a, a first-choice player once he, if he's fit and well. Towards the end of the year, he wasn't fit and well. He gets banged up a little bit. But anyway, happy to... That's that's an, an opinion for, for both of us. I'm not saying I'm right and you're wrong. That's just we've got them both in a, in a similar area. Um, and the other one there talked about, there's another text here saying, um, are you guys forgetting that Dersman was dropped and played Sandful? How many times did Brandon Zirk Thatcher get dropped and play VFL? Uh, well, I just looked at the games this year for Xavier Dersman. He played the first seven games, then got injured against St Kilda, subbed out. Then came back in round 18 and played 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, quarterfinal, semifinal. So when he was available and fit, he played. And I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, Zerk Port- Thatcher played 22 games this season. Yeah. Zerk Thatcher plays for a team as well that's in the bottom half of the ladder and, and Xavier plays for a team that's in the top four or finished in the top four. So there's all those things to consider. I just think in my head, when it was first uh, announced that... Um, that Xavier Durs wanted to go to Essendon, I wasn't thinking, oh, that's perfect. That's a straight swap. I was always thinking that Port Adelaide need to get something back. If that was, there'll probably be a third club involved, but I feel like the value of Xavier Dersma is greater than the value of, of uh, Brandon Zirk Thatcher. That's my opinion. And, could very easily be proven wrong. This is Adrian Caruso talking about Orazio Fantasia. Oh, I think he's, you know, he's proven he can play AFL footy, uh, unlike a lot of those other players that are currently probably sitting in the boat of being out of contract or, or who have been delisted, uh, we feel like there's, there's some appeal there from you know, the way he plays at his best. He's got the speed and, and run that can help us in, in how we want to play. So um, like a few other players, we're just doing some work. Uh, we've got a rookie spot there that we're, we're open-minded on and, and he's one player we're looking at. But given it's a rookie, we've got six or seven weeks to do the work on him. So I wanted to ask you about Orazio Fantasia. There's also uh, James Borlace. Uh, Luciano suggested on the text line 0427 that Borlace has to go off the rookie list next year by the rules of the AFL. Mm-hmm. So the Crows neither either have to list him or not. Yeah, him He's suggesting that he goes to Port Adelaide. Um, so it, do these players who... Uh, are yet to receive a contract. Are they just in a bit of limbo because either the clubs are seeing if there's suitors for trade, mm-hmm. they're also looking at the options of rookie listing them in the case of uh, Orazio, potentially could yeah. be rookie listed, not for Fantasia. And then once the trade period concludes, 
then they'll have to look at another list lodgement. Yeah. So right now, I, I think there's there's so much uncertainty around clubs about what the list space looks like. So Adelaide, for example, depending on whether they get a draft pick for McAdam or a player for McAdam or a future pick for McAdam might decide how many list spots are available. And similarly, they might have an iron in the fire for a player that we haven't even heard of yet that might be a, a defender uh, that might play a similar position to James Borlay. So what it does say, though, is they're not totally convinced on James Borlay. That, that's what it says to me, because if they were totally convinced, he's been on their list for two years, made his debut last year, played three or four games. They've got two defenders who have got long-term injury, or they've lost Tom Duday, and they've got Nick Murray with a a um, ACL that he's going to be out for half the year. And then you've also got Jordan Butts, who had a foot injury that, you know... so. You need defenders, and they haven't absolutely rushed to sign him up. That, to me, says there's a little bit of limbo. The other one, just on on Fantasia, really tough. Imagine saying, oh, well, come to GWS, and we'll put you on the rookie list. The rookie list is about $80,000. Yeah. Try living in Sydney for $80,000. You, you can rent maybe a one-bedroom apartment for 1000 bucks a week. I'll tell you what, that would be hard work. So I'm just not sure if, if he got the same offer to stay at Port Adelaide on the rookie list. I think he's here 100 miles an hour. Uh, big shout out as well. Speaking of defenders to uh, Glenelg Premiership player Toby Pink, who is set to head to North Melbourne. Great story. Which is awesome as a delisted free agent, fresh from winning a premiership. Um, he was on Sydney's list four years ago, dominated the Sandful since. So congratulations. That is certainly some of the good stuff. You can get on the road faster, 13 27, 27. Thanks to budget car and truck rental. It's 27 minutes past seven. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Parker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 28 to 8 on SENSA. Very soon we are going to catch up with one of our mates. You can score a mobile deal as good as a Sam Kerr worldie with mate Bratz under racing who is going to give us all the details about what we waking up to with the World Cup and Australia's preparations to take on South Africa. Uh, quick picks not too far away. Good addition today, Mark Bickley. Looking forward to that. What did you go with? Can't tell you. <laughs> okay. Pretty easy today. Well, we, we have a, a generally has a theme to it. That's when I'm saying, what did you go with? What, what theme do you what, think I should do today? Well, I, I did make a suggestion to you yesterday that we should do the hyphen theme hmm. on the back of Brandon Dirk, Zirk Thatcher, maybe getting drafted and he might play alongside Darcy Byrne-Jones and Jason Horn francis Okay. What's the most hyphens in a name, in a uh, team? I don't know, mate. Thanks. <laughs> Question without notice. <laughs> sh- should have put that in the quiz. Why don't you write it then? Okay, I will. All, all right, it got a text message. No, not yet. We're not doing that now. We're going to the news now and okay. then we'll come back. All right. Because okay? it's a really good text I want to read. Okay, it's thanks. Quite, quite Can you clever. switch on? We're halfway through the show. I need you to wake up. Okay. You okay? I'm good. All right, here's the news. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 23 minutes to eight on SENSA. Uh, the big news is Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000 just shopping store at Beaumont's before November 12th. And you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Mark Bickley, before we head to Barats under racing. Yeah, we've got a text here from Will who says, Good morning, Jared and Biff. 
I'm guessing that's me. I'm hearing the term generational talent a lot recently. Jason Orn Francis, generational talent. Mm-hmm. Nick Dacos, generational talent. Yes. And Harley Reid is the next generational talent. Just curious, how many generational talents can the league have at any given time? And if Reid is truly a generational <laughs> talent, does JHF or Dacos need to hand back their generational talent certificates? That's a very good point. That's good for Because you would suggest there's only one generational talent, isn't there? Who is it? Per generation. Well, I think they're all just very, very, very talented players. Mm. That's a great text from Will. Go straight into the running to win the Signal Boost Power Bank. Yes, and if you want to send in a text, 0427 154 166. Bix, the summer of cricket is here in Australia. And to get us in the mood, the ICC Men's World Cup is happening right now as we speak. And you've just woken up to the news that there's been a world record achieved over at the World Cup, Pakistan have made it two wins from two, beating Sri Lanka by six wickets uh, with Mohammad Rizwan and Abdullah Shafiq both hitting centuries in a World Cup record run chase, chasing 345. Incredible stuff. The Aussies preparing to take on South Africa to tell us more about the World Cup. We say good morning to Bharat Sundarayson. Wow, what a run chase. Well, run chase indeed. And <laughs> the uh, thing was how comfortably they got uh, over the line eventually. Uh, uh, look, Sri Lanka, there were times during their innings where you felt they could get up to 400, uh, maybe even beyond. Uh, but I thought Pakistan restricted them well in the last six, seven hours. Sri Lanka didn't help their own cause. Uh, but after losing Babar Azam in the seventh over, uh, when it looked uh, really like Sri Lanka were going to uh, ram the advantage home, uh, just extraordinary batting from uh, Abdullah Shafiq and uh, Mohammad Rizwan, and uh, they won, they won with uh, more than an over to spare, uh, despite Mohammad Rizwan's uh, theatrics. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what he was up to out there. He was cramping all right, but he was putting on an uh, almighty show, as he would uh, admit later on. A little bit of cramp, a little bit of acting. <laughs> now, uh, also, England was the other game overnight. They comfortably uh, won their match as well. Yeah, they needed a big win, didn't they, after that uh, uh, shock defeat, sort of, uh, to New Zealand in the opening uh, game. Uh, and, and they did what he needed to do, which is just uh, that first piled on the runs. Uh, post, and their fans posted a lot of pictures of the Himalayas and the, and the beautiful surrounds of uh, Dharamshala. Uh, and no, they had a blast. Uh, Bangladesh never really even came close to threatening them. Uh, a big win for England. Uh, just the way they would have liked it. David Milan getting that big 100 to root amongst the runs again. Uh, everything falling into place. And Reece Topley with four wickets. Uh, uh, boxes being ticked uh, left, right and centre. Barrett, the thing about Australian cricket is we always go into every tournament thinking we're going to win and we're going to finish first. Um, but having a look at some of the other teams in this World Cup so far, yes, Australia has a chance of winning or being around the mark, but they also have a chance of finishing fifth or sixth because the other teams have just got better all of a sudden. What are your thoughts? Oh, I couldn't agree with you more uh, because you're so right, uh, especially a team like South Africa who they face next. Um, just the firepower they displayed the other day uh, in making 428, uh, albeit against a weekend Sri Lankan attack. Uh, there's just so much uh, uh, you know, firepower, again, <laughs> from top to bottom, uh, and that bowling attack, which is perfectly balanced. Uh, and then you have the favourites in the likes of India and England. Pakistan have started very strongly with two wins, 
Uh, obviously, the next big game for both India and Pakistan will be facing each other. India do have Afghanistan later today uh, at late time. Um, uh, but but you're right. I mean, there are so many teams. Not the New Zealand. Don't forget them. I mean, they've been the team of the tournament already. Um, so this week in um, Lucknow, uh, they face South Africa uh, on Thursday, and then Sri Lanka on Monday will pretty much decide where Australia are going. I mean, they need to start winning games. They've just lost one so far, uh, so that they're not playing catch up, not in a tight field like this. How, how do you see this playing out? David Warner's obviously in reasonable form. Who, who needs to improve? We talked about Alex Carey yesterday on our show and how he's uh, struggling a little bit. Who do you want to see a lift from in the Australian team? Oh, that entire middle order, to be honest. Uh, look, uh, David Warner's looked really good. Steve Smith's looked really good. Uh, Mitchell Marsh, look, uh, the way he bats at the top of the order as well, it is an unnatural position for him. He's going to come off some days and other days, he won't like the other day. If the ball does move around a little bit. Uh, but the, the, the engine room has to come, uh, or is the num- from number five onwards. And they really need to fire. Alex Carey has not really scored a lot of runs, except that 199 in South Africa. Marcus Stoinis hasn't scored a half century since 2019. Cameron Green has not looked uh, the part often enough in this format. And then you have Glenn Maxwell, who, uh, as a result... Uh, it's floating up and down between five and seven. Mm. So if they have to go deep, that middle order has to fire. I just take their first game as an example. They get to 2.30, they probably win. Just before we let you go, Barat, the, the first game, we're expecting it to be absolutely packed out, but then there are a couple of issues with people getting into venues. There will be no problems, I assume, with India, Pakistan and um, packing out that venue. <laughs> uh, last count, last count. Are you ready for it? Uh, <clears throat> tickets were being sold at, uh, and per ticket I'm talking, uh, around 90,000 Australian dollars. What? So that's the, I, I'm not even kidding. I don't know what extra perks you get by paying that much of money. First of all, I don't even know who has that kind of money, but they do. And no, they will be packing uh, every, every bit of Ahmedabad. And I'm sure you guys have heard accommodation is at a premium. So a lot of people... Uh, two, three months out, have booked themselves into um, uh, hospital beds or private hospitals just so that they have a bed to sleep on. So <laughs> it will be madness come Saturday. Oh, madness indeed. Uh, Barat, we love chatting to you and we love the the atmosphere and the, the colour that you bring when you speak to us. Yeah, and uh, I should also say that the guy buying that $90,000 ticket is me. <laughs> <laughs> Barat Sunderaysen, thank you so much for your time, Bix. It's one of those things where strategically you could pretend you're quite unwell too. So you get a hospital bed and then you've got accommodation. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, I'm not suggesting anybody does that, but I'm just trying to think of how to get around that $90,000 wow. ticket price. It's craziness, isn't it? Uh, the ICC Men's World Cup still continues and we will always keep you up to date. Barat Sunderaysen, our guest on SENSA. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Ten minutes to eight on SENSA Breakfast. Uh, Beaumont Tiles giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000 to shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you are in with a chance. Uh, a big day today, as always, on SENSA. Mark Bickley, a little bit later on, you can have a listen to Kimbo and the Rooch. 
Mm-hmm. Root yesterday giving the Port Adelaide Football Club a bit of a whack in his roast. Yeah, what did he roast them about? He was just talking about David Kosh and what he had to say on the microphone at the uh, Best and Fairest. Kosh, he's getting a bit of feedback. Just on that, mm. we have to play Nathan Buckley's comments yesterday. After he left here, he was our guest uh, on our show. He went over in, uh, the road and spoke to Jared Waitley um, and had some interesting comments, I thought, quite uh sane and rational that maybe might make some Port Adelaide people sit up and take Let's notice. hear him now. It was, it was addressed in a very Port Adelaide way. If I, to speaking openly, I think that the biggest millstone around Port Adelaide's neck is its expectation that it's going to win a flag every year. Mm. I mean, it's, I just, just spoke with Bix over, over the road on his program in South Australia and and, and reflected like how long it's 25 years since the Crows won one in 98. Yes. So they went to back to back, and this guy's a premiership captain sitting in front of me. You've got to make the most. And, and, and Adelaide have only been in one grand, grand final in 2017 since then. They're not hard. I mean, they're not easy to get. They're hard to get to, and they're even harder to win. Port Adelaide aren't playing in the same competition that the Port Adelaide Magpies are playing. That's not to denigrate the SNFL, but times change. And it's hard to win a flag. So I, th- I think the expectation is the millstone around Port Adelaide's neck. And I think generationally, young players, they don't cope with that expectation the way it doesn't work the same way as it might have 20 years ago or 30 or 40 years ago. Mm. So there you go. That I, I think just spitting out some really good facts there, it is bloody hard. And... Uh, the the expectation, you know, we exist to win premierships, and I think every club would say that, but that's not winning them every year. And and sometimes the build to get to a position where you give yourself a chance. Look mm. at Adelaide, Adelaide, twenty seventeen, and then they go right down, and then they have to rebuild. It, it's probably what, what this they're six years into a rebuild, and so then you get a chance, and you go up, and if you don't get there. Then you've got to go down again, and then you've got to rebuild again. So it is really, really tough. So that that was interesting coming from someone who is a Port Adelaide uh, disciple, it's a Premiership player. Yeah, exactly. Been through the system, knows what the expectation of being involved with the Port Adelaide Magpies mm. was like in the Sandful system. Won a flag in '92, I think it was. Um, so, so that's just an interesting um, observation from a person who went to the Port Adelaide Football Club best and fairest. Bix, just have a look over your shoulder. You wouldn't believe what's here right now. How stupid am I? Looked over my shoulder. Thinking was, I thought <laughs> Nathan what? Buckley was going to be there. I know. So what did you say about me? Because No, you would have seen me. I would have just, um, just lowered my chair very quickly and <laughs> hidden under the desk. Um, okay, so how does this work, Quick Bix? Yep, so you uh, you generally have a theme, and what you do is you ask six questions, and I've got 10 seconds to answer each question with yep. one extension. Often there is a curly one in there, and I need a little bit more thinking time so I can um, ask for an extension. You're not going to need the extension today. I think it is a pretty easy one. I like just suggestion yesterday and that was the hyphens you've gone with it no no i have i have this is the hyphenated edition of quick bix excellent so there's six questions um uh, this is how the timer sounds and normally you don't need the 10 seconds but you like to create some theater with this Mm -hmm. so let's get into it okay question one in the hyphen edition of quick bix yes Essendon had two hyphenated players this year. Who were they? Well, Brandon Zirk Thatcher instantly springs to mind. Mm. So there's one other. 
Is it Anthony McDonald Tip on Woody? That is correct. Excellent. Good start from you. Yes. Good start from you. Well played, me. Oh, that ruined it. Because <laughs> <laughs> normally... Well, I don't have a cheer squad. I've got to be my own cheer squad here. Yeah, because I don't want you to win. No. Okay, so uh, this is a bit more challenging for you. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, hyphenated surname, is an outstanding hyphenated actress. She was famously in Seinfeld. Mm. Name the actor names of the other three main characters. Well, Jerry Seinfeld, I reckon I can get. Jason Alexander is George. And so... Kramer is who we're after, isn't it? Um, Do you need your extension because your time's up? I'll go with Michael Richards. Michael Richards is correct. Good job. I'm a pretty big Seinfeld fan. Really? Which character would you say you're most like in Seinfeld? Newman. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. None. Okay. (laughs) Who are you? You're Kramer, are you? Uh, Oh, probably not as recent as Michael Richards is (laughs) because he's been cancelled. I don't know. I'm probably George. I'd say you were more like the, I won't say his name, but the soup guy. Um, Okay. (laughs) So, uh, all right. You've done well so far. Uh, Let's get into question three in the hyphenated edition of Quick Bix. In what year did Ian Baker Finch win the Open Championship? Was it A, 1991, B, 1992, C, 1993? One, two, three. Don't know, um, so I'm going to guess, and I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with the middle one. I'm going to go with B, 1992. Incorrect. It was 1991. Damn. Ian Baker Finch is hyphenated. Oh, I get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Question four. Yes. In the hyphenated edition of Quick Bix, what NRL team does Josh Adokar play for? Ado Car is hyphenated. Okay, you got that. Is is he with Canterbury? Canterbury is correct. That's very good from you. Yes, thank you. Question five hmm. in the hyphenated edition of Quick Bix. How am I going? Four, four yep. or five. Trent Ormond Allen. Yeah, Ormond Allen is hyphenated. Um, he played for Melbourne and Adelaide. Team he played. Mate. He played 50 games, um, including 15 in a premiership year, but he didn't play in the grand final. So he played in the prelim and then was feeling off, got a test and had glandular fever. Now, was that 97 he did Mm. that? Because 98, he played the 15 games and then wasn't selected. No. Mm. Fell out of favour. How many goals did he kick in his career? A3, B4, C5. Mm. I don't know, but I'm now going on the psychology of you. Because you like to analyse my mind yeah, so every A, day. A, B and C. The first multiple choice was A. Mm. I said B. And just to let you know, I've never gone the same multiple choice response in a quick bix before, ever. Like, as in the middle one twice. I'm just saying I've never done that before. Mm. Well, because you said that, mm. I'm going to say that you've done it this time. I'm going to say it was A in the first multiple choice. Whatever A was in this multiple choice, I'm going with it. I think that was three goals, was it? 
Yep, so you're going A. Three goals. Three goals. Correct, well done. Good job. You gave it away. No, I didn't because uh, you uh, selected B in the other one and I was trying to mess with your mind games and it backfired. (laughs) 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 Callum's just said that I'm Uncle Leo from Seinfeld. (laughs) Okay, last one. Here we go. Okay. How many hyphenated players are on the Port Adelaide list? And then you've got to name them. Well, let's go with it. There's Darcy Byrne-Jones. There's Jason Horn-Francis. Is that it? And there's Sam Powell Pepper. There's three. There's three. Good from you. Five from six. That was fun. I like that, uh, that theme. You like it because you thought of well, it? exactly. My idea. So, yeah, I had to go with it. Well, it's the only idea you've contributed in 12 months it's, with work together. It's not together. bad, is it? So, Brandon Zerk Thatcher comes across. That's four. I wonder four. if that's a record. It is. Port Adelaide have the most hyphenated players on uh, in the AFL. Um, yeah, I go. know that's interesting. Do you want me to quickly go through the full list? I've got a minute. So, Adelaide have no hyphenated players. Brisbane have one. They have Daryl McDowell-White. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlton have none. Collingwood have Will Hoskin Elliott. Essendon have the two, or they had the two, McDonald, yeah. Tip and Woody and Zerk Thatcher. Um, we have to move down to Hawthorne, who have Denver, Granger, Barris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melbourne have three. They have Kai Farris-White, Andy Monies wakefield and Alex, Alex Neil Bullen. Mm-hmm. North Melbourne have two. Callum Coleman-Jones and Luke Davies-Uniac. Uh, Port Adelaide have the three. Uh, Richmond, no. St Kilda have Nasai wanganin Millerer. Uh, Sydney have Hugo Hall Kahan. West Coast have Sam Petrevsky Seaton. And Western Bulldogs have Jamari Eagle Hagen. There you go. So, what I've de- deduced out of that next year, if there was a premiership ladder for hyphenated names, Port Adelaide sit on top. Oh. <laughs> They're the premiers. Oh, right. hey, we will take that at this stage. Speaking of Port Adelaide and Yada uh, <laughs> Pulte, Jim Houghton's going to join us next. Another text. Bix has definitely got a bit of Frank Costanza about it. <laughs> I like this. It's very, very nice stuff. Uh, we'll be back after this. Good morning. Five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Three minutes past day. Good morning to you. A uh, big day on SENSA2. Kimba on the reach from 3 o'clock. And uh, Sports Day SA, Blighty and Worlds. It's on Cruise 1323 and, of course, 1629. And our app. If you're listening on the app, you can send us a text through straight away or you can call us. We've got lots of suggestions in about um, what Seinfeld character Mark Bickley should be. So please continue to send them through with images if you need to as well. <laughs> um, Port Adelaide or Yardapoldi as they are this weekend are looking for their second win of the AFLW season. And they head to Melbourne this weekend, Bix, to take on North Melbourne, who are sitting second on the table yeah, at the job. moment. It's, it's very close at the top of the AFLW ladder. And uh, one of the players who wants to contribute to help Port Adelaide get another win is Gemma Houghton. Good morning to you, Gemma. It's another challenging week ahead. Good morning. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, big challenge this weekend against North. Um, but 
you know, we, we're really excited. We had a good training session yesterday and um, we can't wait to challenge ourselves against another top side team. Now, although the ladder suggests uh, we're sitting in 14th position at the moment from a Port Adelaide perspective, what's it been like amongst the group under Lauren and um, the, the connectivity of the group now um, a season into the competition? Is there a lot more understanding and clarity in the messages being conveyed? Yeah, absolutely. We've got a, a really strong connection and that obviously helps having another pre-season under our belt altogether. Um, a little bit frustrating, obviously, with the couple of um, losses that we've had recently that we could have won, but I think that just unites us together. And um, as I mentioned before, you know, we've, we've got a strong message always coming through Loz and the coaching um, staff, and we want to try and implement that in every game that we play, and it starts with training, and I think we had a really good training session yesterday. Gemma, there's lots of things you can pick out of your game that you're doing well. And last week, you know, it was goal kicking that let you down. But same amount of scoring shots last week, you're creating opportunities. So it's just those little moments in games and elements of games that you're still fine-tuning. So I guess, do you feel like you're not far away from, from having a game where all those things come together? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we've shown that we can come back from games even if we are down. And I think... Um, we just need to play our brand of footy. We can train it and implement it at training. If we can just do it on the games where it counts, I think, you know, I really back ourselves and um, I back all our girls and our talent that we have together. And, um, you know, like you said, you just need a couple of things to fall your way, like those shots on goal or, you know, whatever it is. And um, before you know it, you know, we've got a couple more wins under our belt for the rest of the year. So what does the whole travel setup uh, look like? Can you, you talk through the Port Adelaide fans who want to get an understanding of the preparation that goes into the match against uh, North Melbourne? When do you leave? What happens with the team? Because we're very familiar with the men's competition and how that works. How does it work for the women? Yeah, so um, we had a training day session yesterday. Um, we'll have a, a main session on Thursday and captains run on Saturday and then we fly out after that and we play Sunday, so um, lots of pre- preparation, not just physically, but um, obviously as well. We know um, how well North are, and they're such a top-side team, so we're doing a bit of research on them and how we can try and stop their game, but also play our game. Abby Dowrick uh, was very, very good last week, and you know that's it's great when you've got players that are that are in form, and you just you know hopefully get a couple more that can come along for the ride, and you and you get that more even contribution. Yeah, Abby's a genuine star. Just the way she's played this year and she's so exciting to watch when she comes streaming out the mid. Um, she's got a, a massive thumping kick on her, which mm. sometimes um, can go... You don't know if she's going for a shot or she's coming to hit you up as a forward. So, um, yeah, she's an incredible player and we're so lucky to have her on our side. So what's on for you for the rest of the day, Gemma? It's going to be 31 degrees, a beautiful day in Adelaide today. What are you doing? Yeah, um, we've got the gym this afternoon, but I'm, I'm lucky I've got the day off work, so I think I'm going to head down to the beach for some recovery. Oh, half your luck. Rub it in. Well, um, good luck on the weekend. We appreciate your time as well, and as we said, um, Yada Poldy doing incredible things in the community, as are um, the, the Adelaide Football Club as well, so um, we appreciate your time, and uh, good luck on the weekend. Thanks for having me. Yeah, there you go. Um,
Jim Houghton there talking about the Port Adelaide Football Club or Yarra Polti. They've got a big job this weekend because they're headed over to Melbourne. They're playing at Arden Street, taking on North Melbourne, who had a really good win last week. They sit currently sit second on the ladder. So that will be a challenging game for Yarra Polti. We've got to talk about the, um, the Guernsey as well because Gemma was actually part of the creation of that. So if you haven't seen it yet, make sure you head uh, onto the uh, Port Adelaide Football Club or the Yarra Polti website so you can have a look at the story behind it and um, how it came to look the way it does now because one of the things that the AFL and AFLW clubs do really well is there's always a story in their connection back into Indigenous Australians so um, Gemma's had a, a really significant hand in creating that Guernsey it is 8 minutes past 8 on SENSA good morning and Jared Walsh are you ready are you ready are you ready are you ready let's go well it's safe to say at 13 minutes past 8 on this Wednesday morning the show's taken a turn because from a a quick question in Quick Bix about a Seinfeld character. People yeah. are sending in their suggestions on who we would be on Seinfeld. So Jay, who is a huge listener of the show, shout out to you, Jane. Thank you for all of the things that you say to us and all of your contributions. Uh, Jay has suggested that I'm the close talker in Seinfeld. Um, I, I'm probably guilty of wearing the pirate shirt. <laughs> yes, there's a, another suggestion we had on our text line zero four two seven one five four one double six from Dusty and, and Pete. Did you want to read that one out, Bix? Um, he said, Jared is like the comedian Kenny Bania. He's a little shark feeding off Bix's dad jokes. So I'll just give you a synopsis on the wiki sign page. Uh, yeah. Kenny Bania is a fellow comedian with whom Jerry frequently comes into contact on the New York City comedy circuit. He's a hack stand-up comedian, much loathed by Jerry. <laughs> but basically, anything that Jerry does, Kenny just thinks is hilarious and laughs at. So I'm a laugh track, basically. <laughs> and then and there's another one that's just come through. Upon further further thought, Bix is definitely Mr. Pitt, which is Elaine's boss, who ate a Mars bar with a knife from four. <laughs> What's going on here? This is fantastic. Yeah. All right. Um, let's say hello on 1300 736 736 to Stu in Harndorf. Good morning, Stu. Hey, boys. How are we? Good show this morning. Very funny. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, I want to have a chat about Will Gould, boys. I, I see he was delivered by Sydney. Um, hard to print the game. I think he was there. VFL, best and fairest winner last year. Prodigious. Good talent, cracking kick on him, mm. run off half back, bit of luck with him too, big body. What's the chances of him getting a rookie spot on one of the two SA teams? Oh, I wouldn't mind seeing him at the Crows, to be honest. A year under Burgess and getting fit and following the Fogarty coming from the back line. Yeah, um, reminds me of a player, this is going back a little bit, there's a guy called Luke Tapscott who uh, went over to play with Melbourne, similar type thing, young South Australian guy, big solid unit, played across half-back and came, like Shannon Hearn style, came sort of busting through. Will Gould, I haven't seen enough of him. I know he's a really highly rated junior. Uh, went to Sydney, as um, uh, Stu said, I think he might have played one game as a sub. Might have been a late inclusion, I reckon, at one stage or played very few games, but now being delisted. If he's coming home, you would be derelict if you weren't having a discussion with him about what he's doing. Um, but once again, you, that, both Adelaide and Port, I know they follow all the drafted South Australian players very closely that go interstate, and so they would have a, an intimate knowledge of what his form's been like in the uh, the VFL. 
And if it does warrant uh, further investigation, you know, like you couldn't, if you had list spots, which both clubs I reckon are reasonably tight, you know, that opportunity to maybe have a train on and, you know, see what he, how he goes with the, the pre-season, both Port and Adelaide, you know, run cracking programs. So if, you, if you're keen and you want to see how uh, dedicated and committed to, you know, getting yourself really fit, certainly be worth looking at, particularly when, if he's going to come back and live in South Australia. Uh, and also, um, he had a chat to uh, Kimbo on the Rooch on Monday night, and he said that um, he's known since just after his exit interview, he wasn't going back. Um, he went back in and basically spoke to John Longmire and Charlie Gardner and discussed it a little bit further. Limited opportunities, but if I was going to stay the same, there's probably not much point in going back. So um, he's, he's really unsure about what he's going to do. Um, but he's going to spend his off-season in Adelaide training and getting as fit as possible. Mm. Yeah, so um, that that's probably the way forward. Like, uh, I think you get a, one of the things about the delisting process is one generally it's not a surprise. You know, when you haven't played for a number of years or you've had limited opportunities, as he said, you, you sort of know it's coming. But it does really hit home because there's this sense of there's a finality about it. And mm. if I want to still play AFL footy, I actually have to absolutely wholly commit to it and do everything to the nth degree and follow up on all the, the feedback I've been given about why I haven't made it. And I've got a decision to make then. Do I commit absolutely, totally to doing everything I can to go down that path to try and get on a list? Or do I say, I'm not sure I can do that. You know, I'm, Maybe I'm not cut out for elite sport. Maybe I don't know if I can... Um, lose five kilos, run, you know, 30 seconds faster for a, a 2K time <sighs> trial? Am I prepared to do everything that is uh, that is necessary to do that? And not everyone's cut out to do that. Not everyone can actually make that commitment. What's on for you today, Stu? 31 degrees. It's Barnaby French weather today. What are you doing? Oh, I've got, a, got a, um, a pool that's just on 12 months old at home, so I figure I need to get some return on investment on that. Uh, so, yeah, definitely have a swim when I, when I get home with Sabo. They're not cheap, Paul. Bloody hell. No, that's why you have friends who have them, mate. Don't get one for yourself. You, you become friends with people who have them, so you jump in and they now, can clean it. Well, Jared, I've got a pool. You know that. And so don't come dagging around my house. You've never me. invited me to your house. Well, it's because it's been winter. For, for Just in general, you've never. You've, you've made it very clear that we and our relationship is defined by the four walls of Studio Lumo. No, it's not. that's not true at all. I'm more than happy to have you around at my house and swim in my pool. I'll leave the keys near the front gate. When we're out, you can come and use it any time, but just, I don't really, I'm not that keen to be there when you're there. Why? Oh, I was, that was meant to be a joke. Have you got a policy about what happens in the pool? Well, no, no peeing in it for a start. Why? <laughs> what do you think? Do you think I want to soak in your urine? <laughs> we are on air. <laughs> we are, it's 20 minutes past eight. Good morning. This month, get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 25 minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast. Thank you, everybody, for calling, texting, getting involved on social media today, especially... Ever since people have just sent in suggestions of which Seinfeld characters we are, um, to Dusty and Pete, who sent in a text saying that I was basically the um, uh, the hack comedian uh, 
Kenny Bania who uh, wanted to just laugh at everything that Jerry Seinfeld, mm, mm. a.k.a. Mark Bickley, said. We're going to give you the Signet Boost Power Bank today. So well done, guys. Mark Bickley had made a suggestion that potentially um, his character was... Human! That's <laughs> I just saw that um, the Essendon Football Club social media are in a little bit of trouble and people are doing it tongue-in-cheek. What's happened? What have they done? Well, yesterday they put up a post saying, Welcome home, Ben, for Ben Mackay, because he's headed over there from the North Melbourne Football Club. Did he used to barrack for Essendon as a kid? Yes, so there's a photo of him and Harry with Essendon Guernsey's on and the follow-up tweet from... Do we still call them tweets because it's not Twitter anymore? the X's. The following X said, um, also red and black suit you. And they tagged in Harry Mackay. So a lot of the social media people are saying, this is draft tampering. This is tampering. They should get into trouble. They're trying to get in early. Um, So it would have been a young... Let's still take a breath. Inexperienced social media person (laughs) just putting that up there is a little bit of fun. Um, Speaking about player movement, uh, Scott Lucas yesterday had a bit to say on Asava Radagalia. He's enjoyed his time at Geelong thoroughly requested a trade at Port Adelaide. Now it's up just to the clubs um, to work out what both parties think is fair and reasonable and us, in a sense, as we do occasionally, to broker that. Uh, But it's my expectation and the strong feeling that uh, Asav will get to Port Adelaide. Mm -hmm. Mm, Yep, I don't think there's any doubt about that. As uh, Jordan Sweet, that deal apparently is the closest of all the Port Adelaide deals to going through. Uh, Scott Lucas also... um, uh, part of uh, managers Tom Duda and spoke about uh, the suggestion that Tom had an offer on the table that may have been removed or or modified after he did his knee. Which is within Adelaide's rights. Uh, the free agency mechanism allows Tom to explore his rights in that and see what's available out there, which he did. I mean, his preference all along, to be fair. And, and he loved his time at the Adelaide Football Club, but it just wasn't able to be worked out, and that's okay. So then we just went in and explored on behalf of Tom, and uh, there's a couple of really strong options which he worked through, and then uh, the Brisbane Lions were the team that he chose. My suggestion would be people stop doing interviews next to birds because <laughs> there was a magpie right in the phone on Scott Lucas's uh, shoulder there. So, look, so my understanding was that uh, th- there had been a deal in front of... Tom Duday for some time um, in regards to the to the free agency and then that was uh, modified once he injured his knee which as Scott said I think the club's well within their rights the the situation changed didn't it when when someone gets a, a quite a serious injury so that's the that's the often the part that people don't quite understand when they sort of say oh yeah if the mm. deal's not right just hold out just wait a bit you know and you, you'll get a better price but there's always every time you go out and play there's that risk that you might get a serious injury and, and uh, an ACL was a pretty serious injury be good tomorrow just to have a look at both of our teams who still remains out of contract for Adelaide and Port Adelaide just um off the top of my head I still think that Sam Hayes there's been nothing announced in regards to his future yet also, Scott Lysette, who's out of contract at the moment. There's discussions what happens with Jackson Mead, who's got a contract next year, but mm. will he be put up for trade? It's the same with Adelaide. They've got a couple of players like that too. So we'll have a, a chat about that. Um, we're also going to head to the Adelaide 36ers tomorrow. Yes. Because they have a big game coming up Do on the weekend ever? against the Hawks. Adrian Stanter from Adelaide United's women. Um, Brett also says, watch out for Jared. Mark Bickley, I think we've got a stage five clinger. That's a Seinfeld reference. Did you get that one? I got it. Okay. It's it's excellent. 
It's been a big show today. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. Newman. <laughs> and we will be back uh, tomorrow morning from 6 o'clock. Enjoy your day on SENSA. Goodbye. Newman.